welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so glad you're with us today. If you've been listening here for a while, one thing you may have noticed is that we don't talk much about negative or scary things because in truth, the greater reality and the afterlife are all love-based and wonderful. And if you live a love-based and forgiveness-based life, there's little that really can go far wrong. Well, but still, there are some things that can go wrong. Mikey Morgan tells us that close to 25% of those who die on earth can go off track for a while at death. And our friend, Father Nathan Castle, has been selected by spirit. You've heard him talk with us on Seek Reality, wonderful man. He has been selected by spirit to rescue some who died violently and not at a planned exit point. His, his stories are amazing. He's been our guest twice to talk about these adventures, and he's going to be back again. There are other things, too, that can go wrong. And while these problems are rare, they can be scary, especially if they happen to you or if they happen to someone you love and you may not even know it. So all in all, I've had to swallow hard and say, yeah, we've got to talk about this stuff as well, or I'm not doing you a service. So today, our dear friend, Peter Wright, is our Seek Reality guest for an amazing 10th time. Peter is a licensed hypnotherapist based in Santa Barbara, California. He's very popular among our Seek Reality family. I hear from people a lot about Peter. He's one of only 40 board-certified past life regression therapists in the nation, and he's certified as a life-between-lives hypnotherapist and also skilled in spirit releasement, and that's going to be our topic today. Peter tells me that he has helped more than 1,900 people with his various forms of hypnotherapy, and actually, I'm, I'm one of them. I thought I couldn't be hypnotized, and I was really wrong about that. Peter sees his clients in his office in Santa Barbara and also by phone or Zoom so he can work all over the world. He offers th free 30-minute consultations by phone, Zoom, or Skype, so people who wonder whether he might be able to help with something they can can feel is, some, is perhaps wrong with them or wrong with someone that they love, and maybe that's been caused by a spirit. People who wonder about that can discuss their problems with him and he can, you know, help you understand whether or not what you're, what's happening to you is something he can help you with. So today we're going to talk about spirit attachments. I've been coming across references actually to attachments by spirit fragments, possession by spirits, both good and bad, shadow men, ghostly monk processions, oh my God, balls of light flying around and other odd or spooky things for the entire time that I've been researching the afterlife. And that means for the past 50 years, I've been coming across this stuff. Not, not a lot, but some. And for the most part, I've just ignored it. When there is so much that's good and glorious to talk about, and when for the most part, these things don't seem to trouble most of us, I just wanted to talk about the good stuff. But some very good people, and Mikey Morgan and Father Nathan Castle are two of them, have suggested that it's time. Some members of the Seek Reality audience really need this information, and the rest of us will at least find it interesting to see the spiritual realms from this very different perspective. So this is our, one of our most popular experts on Seek Reality, and he happens to be an expert in an area where we really need to know more. Peter, welcome. I'm delighted to have you back with us today. 
Thank you very much. It's a delight for me to be here. Wait, so you and I have talked about what, what basically what we need to, I'm basically, you can tell I don't want to talk about this, Peter. So you'll have to do most of the talking, but please understand everyone that this, what we're going to be talking about today isn't common. If you are living a life in which you are forgiving and loving and not allowing your spiritual vibrations to go down, then you're very unlikely to have these problems. But my own father had an attached spirit. I didn't even know it until I was an adult. So um, I, I think it's important that we look at this. So, Peter, if people are wondering whether they might have a hanger on or two in their lives or a loved one might, what are some of the signs? You say there are five signs that people should look for? Yes, there are. And so let me just share those uh, signs with you. Number one, a sudden onset of anxiety or depression, an inner self-critical voice or voices that are speaking to you. If you abuse drugs, including alcohol or pot or psychedelics, that can be another sign of, of uh, spirit attachment. Repetitious nightmares, especially if the nightmares have elements of violence. Or if there's a sudden onset of physical problems, pains that move throughout the body, or pains that fail to uh, respond to traditional medical treatments. And then the last one is uh, a strong and emotional or physical reaction to listening to this presentation. Oh, so, my. You mean the spirit doesn't like it, and so it makes you upset about it? Yes. That exactly. creeps me up completely. Oh, my <laughs> word. Look, if, if you are an alcoholic or addicted to some drug, it isn't so much that the spirit made you that way, but what I'll tell you what happened to my father. This is a very common thing, apparently, that can happen. My father was an alcoholic when I was a child, a small child. And um, I noticed at one point that he, he, his eyes were not like other people's eyes. His eyes had a, a, literally a greenish tinge to them. And it was it, it creeped me out a little bit then. And I was only like nine or ten. Uh, he gave up drinking cold turkey when he was when, when I was 11, when he was uh, he finally realized that he was an embarrassment to the family. And I, I give him credit for giving it up cold turkey. And within literally within weeks, there was no more green tinge to his eyes. And he was different in many different ways. My father had a spirit attachment. And I guess what I'm told is that th this can happen to you if you're in a place where where drunk drunks people who didn't give it up before they died um, are, are gathering, such as in a bar. And if you get very drunk in the bar, you you shatter the ability of your uh, own defenses to protect you, and you can pick up what my father picked up. So if it happened to him, you know, I gotta say, folks, we really better listen seriously. I'm sorry to talk, Peter. It's your turn. <laughs> All right. So if you consider that the physical body is protected by the immune system, we know that this, uh, the spirit body is protected by the aura. And on occasion, the aura can become weak due to trauma, due to um, uh, uh, emotional issues in your life, due to uh, physical problems that you have and or due to too much alcohol or or having uh, pot, smoking pot and the like. So it becomes weak. If you become drunk in a bar, everybody, please be be aware. It's very likely you have one of these guys because that's when they jump in because it damages your aura when you become drunk. Just saying. I'm sorry, Peter. Back to you. 
Oh, no, but true. And also um, severe illness can lower your resistance. Channeling, mediumship, automatic writing, Ouija boards, if you don't protect yourself, or having a big heart, wanting to help the world, again, without protecting yourself, keeping your aura strong. So aura's weak, then these energies, these earthbound spirits, can move in and set up housekeeping um, because they're seeking a place to hide. They're people who, when they died, did not go completely into the light. Part of them did, but part of them did not. And so they remain um, mired, if you will, in the astral realm, looking for a place to go. They often resonate with the issues that you have. So depressed spirits are often, or in other words, depressed earthbound spirits can be attracted to people who are depressed or angry or fearful. And they move right into us through our auras and set up housekeeping, as I mentioned, and begin triggering us. So their problems can add to our problems. Oh, dear. So what can people do if they suspect they I mean, what's the cure? How do you do it? Or what else can people try to get rid of if, if they suspect they have a spirit? If they suspect they have a spirit, I invite them to. Um, to make their aura strong, um, spend time focusing on making the light within them stronger and stronger and stronger to therefore repair the holes in the aura so that they can be firm against any entry by these spirits. Um, and it's and or uh, come to see me. Uh, much of many of my clients have these earthbound spirits as well as negative entities, which is a, another uh, major type of spirits attachment. Okay, so, let's talk about what those spirit attachment types are. Um, many of them are either fragments of people or people who have not made the, their transition complete. What else? Exactly. So um, it's these, the energy did not go completely into the light. And so it becomes, as we said, mired in the non-physical realm. Um, but they've had human bodies. Another type of spirit are negative entities. Negative entities have not had human bodies. They're just simply negative energy that's out there. We live in a duality here in the third dimension. We have hot and cold, beautiful and ugly, good and bad. This is the bad. It's never had a human body. And often it is here, uh, it is attracted to us to cause problems for us. And so those energies move in through holes in the aura, set up housekeeping, and often are here just simply to create problems for us. So someone listening uh, from a car driving along is saying, but why do they, you know, is this their hobby? They're trying to make trouble for us? No, one of the reasons that they will do this and try to make you fearful is that they feed on your fear. Very negative entities basically feed on fear just the way you feed on dinner. And if they can't make fear in people, that's what shadow men are. They Their purpose is in, in looking scary is to create fear because that's what they live on. I don't get that part, Peter, but that's what we're told. Yeah. And that I find to be true with my clients, that they are <laughs> here to, to cause problems. And like attracts like. Lonely children attract lonely earthbound spirits. Angry people attract angry spirits and so on. So, Alcoholics attract alcoholic spirits. 
um, let's have a drink can be the thought that goes through, for in fact, your father's mind. And our uh, talk therapy says they don't exist, but yeah. in fact, they do. And yeah. they can be uh, a major cause of ongoing problems of addictions. Oh, my. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but the fact that, that if you have an addiction and you can kick kick the addiction, apparently also your addicted spirits will go away. It certainly happened for my dad. Um, that's a good thing, right, Peter? Exactly. So we're looking in my practice. What I'm doing is working with clients, helping them to create a level playing field of just the client not the client and earthbound spirits and negative entities that may be affecting them. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So, so uh, the, the first thing, the first thing they should do then is maybe get straight and sober and clean. But then if they still, and, and I mean, we all know people who probably as, as, as I was reading my notes before this, um, I was thinking, I, I know people who probably have are possessed by one spirit or another because they always have a pain, they're yeah. always uh, they're always depressed, they're always more or less at a level of anger. Those yeah. are all symptoms, right? Exactly, and they could be made worse by the presence of um, earthbound spirits and negative entities. Absolutely. Lord, <laughs> what percentage of people have some degree of this problem? Do you think? Well, I find that um, as I look at the experts out there who are uh, been working on this uh, issue for years, um, according to Edith Fiore, for example, who's well respected in the field, yes. she believes that 50% of the population has one or more spirit attachments. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gee. 50%. Yes. Oh. And I find in my own client uh, practice that while I, I specialize in this, so on the some level, those who are coming to me uh, may be encouraged by that because their higher self, their own guidance knows that I can help them uh, release these spirits rather quickly. Um, so that I'd say 60% of my clients have one or more um, spirit entities attached to them. Okay, so if you, if you have one, are you likely to have more or is it more common to have just one? Often you have more than one because if the aura is weak, others can join you. Okay, you're right. Well, that's a good point, actually. Yes. What do you do to help people in this who are in this situation? You you talked, for example, I've been hip. And by the way, everyone, I was sure I couldn't be hypnotized. Peter hypnotized me pretty easily, and we were then talking to my primary guide, and it was a very productive conversation. But is that what you do then? If, if everyone suspects that there may be a spirit there, do you say, hi, if you're a spirit in there, where are you or who are you? What do you say to them? Okay. So I take the client into a relaxed state of trance. And just for those who have not been hypnotized before, hypnosis is just simply focused concentration. Where you're fully aware of everything that's going on around you. You hear the talk outside, but you're deeply relaxed. And so then I take you on a guided visualization to meet with your heart and your higher self up into the light, high vibration. And we ask them your guidance to lead the session for us. And in the trance state, your soul speaks to your imagination. So, um, and your imagination isn't making things up, rather it's translating what is inside of you into first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice. 
So I invite you in the trance state to uh, first meet your heart and your higher self, get to know them. They lead the session for us. But then I invite you, um, I invite Archangel Michael to come and join us. Everybody's available to us in the trance state. And I ask him, are there any intruders within um, you, Helen, the client? And uh-huh. um, Archangel Michael will tell me if there are. And so then, and you're channeling Archangel Michael, if you will. Yes, there are some present. So I then invite, um, I ask him how many, and he'll tell me, let's say one, or three, whatever. So I call forth that spirit because we know it's there to come forth right now and announce its presence with words like, I'm here. So the spirit says, I'm here through the voice of the, of the uh, client. And so I then ask, are you a part of the client or something else? First thought. Um, and it could be a part of the client, therefore it's not a spirit. But if it's something else, then I say, have you ever had your own human body? Yes or no? Yes. If the answer is yes, it could be an earthbound spirit. Um, So let's pretend, let's go through, if I may, the protocol here for helping clients let go of earthbound spirits to tell you how at least I work with with this particular issue. And as I do, please stop me uh, and ask questions, Roberto, okay? Okay. Okay, good. So so the client um, has, uh, the spirits come forth and said it's an earthbound spirit. So if I were to see you um, in that human body, would you be male or female or something else? Female. Um, What would you be wearing if I were to see you now when you had that female body? A long skirt, bodice with a long sleeves, a golden burgundy dress. How did you die? I was strangled. When did you first join my client? When she was a baby. How did you gain entrance? She was small and her energy field was easy to get into. How do you affect her? I distract her. I give her feelings of anger and injustice. In fact, I create a lot of fear, anxiety, and depression and drama in her life. So what we're doing here is we're getting to know- Is that that an actual example of what they, I mean, they do talk that way to you. They tell you things that thoroughly and openly. Yes, indeed. They're telling their story. Oh, my word. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but by telling the story, then I can determine how best to proceed with the help of Archangel Michael and the higher self and heart of the client. So by um, finding out how long the spirit's been there, how it's been affecting her, we then can determine uh, next steps. So the next step for me is, who did you love the most when you had your own human body? Asking this of the spirit. Uh, my father. Your father has been looking for you and searching for you. And now that you've come forth today, he knows where to find you. In fact, he's in that shaft of light over there. Oh, you- my. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, dad. Wow. So she says, oh, hi, dad. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's amazing. So we have a conversation going on between the spirit and her father. And so um, what would you like to do? I want to go with him. And so the spirit realizes that now a lost soul, if you will, 
has been rebound by her father, so she can now go completely into the light. But before she does that, I want you, the client, to um, seek uh, an apology from the uh, from from the spirit, because that spirit's been causing problems for you, using your energy, creating roadblocks for you. And so often the spirit will apologize to the client. The client hopefully will forgive the spirit. And then I ask the client, the spirit, to look within the client and take out everything that you brought into her, every thought, feeling, attitude, belief, or created while you've been within her that's caused problems for her. And put all that stuff out of her at her feet so it can no longer affect her. And then I ask the client, as this, all this stuff is at the client's feet, how big is it? Is it bigger than a suitcase? <laughs> so, wow. And then um, we ask Archangel Michael, who's with us, to transmute that energy into white light so it disappears. And then we ask Archangel Michael to escort the spirit and her father into the light leaving your energy field. And I ask you to watch them as they go to make sure they go into the light. At the count of three, one, two, three, go in peace and love and light. And then uh, the, I, a few seconds goes by and I ask the client, client, have they left? And the client will say, yes. How does that feel? Lighter. Oh my goodness. Wow. So, yeah. So, so it might be more than one and another one would speak up and you'd say, okay, we have to, can you get rid of more than one in, the, in that session? Absolutely. We can get rid of lots of them in that session. And often they are in groups. And when one goes, the others more easily will go because they know that this is a way for them to get home to the spirit realm. They're yeah. lost souls. My goodness. Wow. Okay. So, so does this, the person then goes out and lives without this and has to figure out how to be an adult, a healthy, emotionally healthy adult? Well, I, I so with my clients, we get together for the two-hour session and we accomplish a lot. And yeah. then we have an hour-long follow-up about a week later where we review the goals that we set. And I ask them what's shifted, what's changed, um, any synchronicities. Uh, have you listened to the recording of the session? And then I go through my notes, taking them step by step through the process, describing what I was doing and why, and underscoring all the wisdom that came from them, from their spirit guides, heart and higher self and others, and from those earthbound spirits and negative entities that we were working with, helping them to process and integrate. And often a lot has shifted for them in that period of time. How far, what long did you say this would be after the... Um... Uh, uh, after the after the session, you're you're talking with them again. Uh, how, how much time did you say would lapse in between? About a week or so. We can make it longer if you this client would like more time to process and integrate all the took okay, place. I get it. All right. Wow. <laughs> but I find that in that in that period, they're now much much lighter. Uh, the issues are not as 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 major. Um, yeah. The pain has gone has lessened the the fear is is much re, uh, reduced and so on so it's a lot can happen because of the 
uh, but getting rid of these earthbound spirits and these negative entities. Okay, so someone is listening and is saying, well, you know, I'm really depressed or uh, I'm really, I, I, I have agoraphobia, I get anxious in crowds or this or that problem is plaguing me, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to therapy. Um, I would talk therapy well, you know, I've, I've, uh, I'm going to, I'm going twice a week or once a week or every two weeks or whatever. Uh, does that help this too? Does talk therapists are able, they able to help this? Um, not really. Cause I find with, with talk therapy, um, we're working with the conscious mind, the memory and the ego, but it's all within a three dimensional model of this is all there is. There's nothing more than what I can experience right now in the third dimension. Right. Yeah. It's more. And these spirits are not in the third dimension in terms of where they're coming from. They're in the fourth dimension, in the astral realm. And the conscious mind and ego cannot easily pierce the astral realm because they don't believe in it. But so even if they sort of do, the the therapist, I, I would, now that you're saying this, I, maybe the therapist would say that's nonsense. You don't have an attached entity. What are you saying? And and would 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 poo 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 that whole idea? I would think because they're they're based in a materialist model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And therefore, they, those spirits do not exist in that model. So what right. we're doing is going to a different paradigm of moving into the fifth dimension, where all possibilities exist for you, up in the light, high vibration inviting spiritual energies, high vibrational ascended masters, archangels, teachers, guides, spirit guides to come forth and work with us through you as you're channeling them to help you let go, release, get rid of that which no longer serves you or is keeping you stuck, uh, unable to move forward. What I found, and and we and I have done two sessions. Um, what one of them was specifically my hope of learning about some of my past lives, and my my primary guide shut that right down. He didn't want me to do that until he said, "When I get home, I'm going to know about all my prior lives, but or subsequent lives." Right now, I'm not supposed to. So that's one thing you can do with Peter, but your guide has to agree. Um, another thing that that you can do is just get more of a sense about why you feel a certain way or why you're thinking a certain way mm-hmm. if it doesn't make sense to you. I mean, why do you feel irrationally um, upset about someone at your job? Or why um, do you uh, have a, a negative reaction every time you walk into your boyfriend's house? Or there, There's a lot going on that we can't see. Talk about some of that. Um, What I find is by simply inviting your own guidance to join us for the session, they know everything about you from this life. (laughs) No secrets. (laughs) And as a result, they're eager to help you heal. So in a way, we're turning to them to say what wants to happen next for Helen's highest good. And they'll come forth and tell us what wants to happen. They'll, They'll assist us in that process. So right up front, we call forth your own inner wisdom team, your heart and your higher self. And then we add to that during the session with Archangel Michael, with your grandmother, with um, spirit guides of yours. You know, those who just show up to be of assistance on behalf of your highest good. And they'll take us where we need to go, whether it's this life or a past life. 
I think it, it makes a tremendous amount of sense to do that kind of sort of positive looking at looking deeper into yourself because it, it does help you to live more deeply when you understand yourself more deeply. And by the way, um, yeah, your guide knows absolutely everything you've ever done, everything about you, but no, they never judge. So I hope that makes you feel a little better about it. And there's no way you can get rid of your guide. This is just your guide has just has just come along to help. That's the only reason they're there. But you know, what we've avoided talking about we've avoided talking about the really negative entities. And there are some nasty entities. Uh, some of them never have been in bodies. Um, some of them uh, have been in bodies. One of the reasons I'm so adamantly against capital punishment is that uh, all it does is to free someone who is not a very high vibrating person to begin with. And it's at the height of every negative emotion, fear, rage, all of that. And then you just set him free from his body so he can, you know, there's no prison for him. He can do whatever he wants and go wherever he wants or pieces of him can. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the pieces part in a second because I know that's confusing. But talk about really negative entities. Have you ever encountered any of those? Oh, I encounter them um, with many of my clients. Um so negative entities, just to summarize what I said earlier, are simply spirits that have never had human bodies. So or it could be an axe murderer who got who was um, was executed. Right. It could be an axe murderer um, who was executed, who um, had an, um, a negative entity attached to him because Ouch. what happens? <laughs> They're like Matryoshka dolls. They nest that way. That's yeah. terrible. Negative entities can attach to earthbound spirits. Yes. That can then attach to people. Wow. Oh, Lord. So we're looking for nesting, if you will. But it's the same tools can be used to release all of them into the light. So with negative entities, they're here to create problems for us. Um, they cause, as I mentioned, pains, anxiety, fear, confusion and the like. Um, and most of all, for me, they keep you stuck. You can't move forward as easily because their presence is within you. Oh. But do they make you want to kill people or do bad things? Is that is that part of the reason some people do these things and they're not even sure why? Exactly. Exactly. In fact, I think our language often um, uses that as a, as a way of describing people's behavior. You know, I was never the same since the accident or. That's just oh. me. Um, I would never do such a thing, but I did. So it's uh, oh. they move in and 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 uh, if you will, uh, cause us to do to do things that we wouldn't normally do. My goodness. Well, they come out just the way you 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 let free that woman who had been had and had started to haunt the baby and was still there. Are you will, will the negative entities talk to you? Absolutely. It's a very similar protocol that I use. I invite the energy to come forth, uh, whatever it might be. Are you a part of Helen or something else? Something else? Have you ever had your own human body? No. Okay. So um, how have you been affecting Helen? Oh, I've been causing you know, uh, fear, anxiety, and the like. So yeah. I bring in Archangel Michael. Because he's the go-to archangel when it comes to dealing with these um, and negative spirits. And I ask him to completely wrap the spirit with nets and webs of pure white light. And pull the nets snug, tighten them slowly and steadily, forcing this energy to get smaller and smaller and smaller. 
as it is being forced to speak the truth. And then I asked the client, what's happening within you? Oh, I sense this white light surrounding the, this energy. And then we demand that that energy come forth and talk to us with words like, I'm here. And so energy says, I'm here. I ask, uh, how have you been affecting Helen? Uh, what's your source? Who sent you? Um, and they must speak the truth. And then we bring forth Archangel Michael. Once we found out how they've been affecting um, the client, we bring him in and um, ask him to make sure that this energy is completely surrounded by nets and webs of pure white light. And I ask the client or tell the client to do you want or ask the client, do you want this energy to stay with you any longer? And of course, she says, no. Oh, get rid of it. Right. <laughs> so oh, we have dominion over our own bodies. We're in charge of our bodies. So with that being said, I can then ask Archangel Michael to take that spirit into the light at the count of three. One, two, three, be gone. And invite the client to watch them as they go to make sure they go into the light. And that's often sufficient to send that spirit out of the client. And it's a similar um, protocol with others as well, with other entities. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Okay, some I'm, I know some people have been wondering what what's a fragment of a person. Uh, there, I mean, I've encountered this a lot in my research, but I never really understood how people got fragmented, except that um, there were there have been some hints in my research that if, uh, for example, a child has a very very traumatic experience, the child's spirit will fragment to some extent, and a part of the child will stay where that experience happened. Is that how it happens to most people, or what? How does it happen? Um, yes, it, it's part of the part of the spirit, if you will, part of the soul, and it can fragment and cause problems. So what we're doing with those fragments is inviting them to come forth and talk to us. Again, everybody's available to us, um, even fragments, you know, giving them a voice and inviting them to tell their story and finding out what wants to happen to um, send them, uh, to help send them back where they belong uh, with, with that particular person or into the light. Okay, so do people know that they've been, for example, if someone had a very bad childhood and they were traumatized and they, they, and fragments were left behind of them, do they feel like less a person or is it, is there, do, do they heal and they aren't even aware that they've been fragmented in the past? There's no awareness in the fragment, I don't think, right? Right, right. They're, they're not aware that they've been fragmented, but they're just lost soul parts of them that we can then um, invite to join us. For example, we can invite the clearing angels of the light to seek throughout all creation for parts of you that may have been lost or oh. stolen or, or given up over the eons. And to find those parts of you, um, uh, uh, clean them in the light, in the white light, and then bring them back and insert them into your energy field again, helping you to feel whole and complete once more. And that works? That works. Absolutely. And I ask the client, how does that feel? Oh, my gosh, I feel much more whole. Much wow. More <laughs> good. Yes. <laughs> that makes me feel good to think it's possible for them to get unfragmented again. That That's very good. I Most people have not been fragmented, though, right? Most people are basically whole. They just might have an attaching entity or two. 
I, I believe that's, that's true. But, but as, as you well know, Roberta, help is all around from the non-physical realm. But yes. help cannot help us as much as we ask for it because we have free choice. So yeah. ask for it. <laughs> that's, a, that's very, that's, that's absolutely right. I, I think that part of the problem is that the in, living in this materialist society, we don't think in terms of having spiritual issues. And of course, religions are no help at all, virtually no help with these issues. Mm-hmm. So um, I, it's, I, I get, I, we, we have to get the word out there more, I guess, so that people who have these kinds of issues can at least rule in or rule out whether this is what their problem is. Because if this is your problem, then um, you go through the rest of your life feeling like less a person. You mentioned Dr. Wickland um, in in some notes that you gave me, and I read his book, 30 Years Among the Dead. I recommend this book. He's it, It's hysterical in places, but I recommend it. But he, and this was an expert in this field who was, I think, long gone home, he estimated that the people who are murdered, murderers, as many as 50% of murders and other serious crimes are committed as a result of the influence of negative entities. Is that rational? Is it, do you think that may be true? I don't know if it's that high a percentage, but I think the, you think of the mass shootings, you know, people who, yes. you know, nice, nice folk who suddenly um, shoot, you know, in these mass shootings, there are negative entities present, I believe, that are encouraging them to take these actions. Yes, absolutely right. I, there's no other explanation for why people would do such awful things. Um, no, nobody could have that much hatred of his fellow man in general. And, you know, as you pointed out before, many times when they interview these folks, the, they, the people can't even explain why they did the awful things they did. And, and these negative energies are feeding off the fear. That's what gives them a thrill, if you will, a high. Yes. Yeah. Our negative emotions. That's why there's so many, um, uh, if you will, negative entities out there because they are um, they're here to to cause problems for us. And they they get they they feed off the fear and the other negative emotions. And multiple personality disorder is a bunch of of spirits inside a person who take turns appearing and taking over the body. It can be not not for all. Um, not for all of those who are dealing with that particular issue, but I believe that it, it can be a contributing issue and perhaps some of the um, voices that come forth. My but dear it, friends, if you wake up in the morning feeling healthy and good and as if God is in his heaven, then p- consider yourself lucky because there are some people who, through no fault of their own, don't get to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that I, really has struck me as I prepared to talk with you, Peter, that... that um, it's a blessing not to have these kinds of problems because most in most cases people don't even know they have the problem and yet it blights their life. That's terrible. And talk therapy while seeking to assist is not necessarily the right method to get rid of these issues because yeah. you're talking with the conscious mind of the uh, client and the spirit, negative entity or earthbound is not really that energy there <laughs> so right right from from the the, the client so nothing's going to change easily the amount of harm that has been done to all of us and each of us individually by the fact that the scientific community to this day espouses the notion of what they call the scientific 
So fundamental scientific dogma of materialism. This is yet another of the horrors inflicted on humankind in the 21st century by the scientific community in its deliberate ignorance. Very, very tragic. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're, we're, believe it or not, we're coming to the end of our time already. But what would you want people to take away from today, Peter? Uh, that the presence of earthbound spirits and negative entities could be um, an issue that you are dealing with, perhaps unconsciously. And if you'd like to talk about it further, I offer, as you mentioned up front, these free consultations by phone or Zoom or Skype to help you um, determine whether there might be something present. And if so, we can get together for a session. But even so, it's just it's a resource to let you know that that help is available. Wonderful. That's wonderful. And Peter's website is insightsfromwithin.com. And uh, uh, as I find Peter to be very approachable, if you have any questions, I'm sure he'll be happy to help you answer them. And as you know, you can contact me and I'll try to help you answer them too. So help is readily available. You deserve to be happy. There's no one, no one who deserves to be unhappy much of the time. So there is help. Oh, my word. Thank you so much, Peter. Thank you. You made it bearable for me to talk about the bad stuff. <laughs> Thanks for that. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show again. Everyone, we've come to the end of our time, and this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm very glad you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get what that means... All that it means is changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, we're going to be talking with Annabella Cardoso, who's been a Portuguese career diplomat. She was the first Portuguese woman to hold a diplomatic post outside her country. So she's something of a, of a diplomatic rock star. But that isn't why she's our Seek Reality guest, why she was on with us a few years ago and why we're eager to have her with us next time. Annabella Cardoso is one of the very, very few leading instrumental transcommunication experts in the world. She ranks with Sonia Rinaldi in Portugal, who is the star in this field. And yeah, I, it's odd, isn't it? Apparently, we're getting much better communications in Portuguese at the moment than we are in English, so we do what we can do. It turns out that the actual stars in the field of instrumental transcommunication are not folks like Sonia or Annabella, but they're the, they're wonderfully willing and expert collaborators who are not in bodies. People wonder why we can't do this. Why, why can't you just, you know, at this point, have an app on your, on your cell phone, which by the way, I would love to have. But the reason it's hard to just use instruments to talk with the dead is that there are such major factors in the way, and we, we're finding out what they are one by one. Those who are not in bodies are working to clear them away and help us to clear them away on our end. So sooner or later, it's going to happen. But meanwhile, people like Annabella are here to help help us better understand. She's written a second book. This one is called Glimpses of Another World, Impressions and Reflections of an EVP Operator. And she'll be talking with us about that next week and frankly talking about what has been an illustrious career in a rare and very, very important field. So I hope you can join us. And of course, today we've been talking with our wonderful friend, Peter Wright, and he's been with us for the 10th time and won't be the last. He'll be back again in six months or so, Peter. I hope you can do that. 
He's one of the folks that Seek Reality listeners tell me they especially enjoy hearing from. And you can you can see why. He has such a delightful presence. And by the way, he's like that all the time. If you know him personally, you never see Peter down. So obviously he's gotten rid of his own entities if he ever had any. Peter is a certified hypnotherapist. He helps people communicate with their higher selves, with their spirit guides, and with their past life or future life selves. He can do other things, too, as we've learned this week. And of late, I've been forced, and others have as well, to accept the fact that spirit possession, we used to call it that, I think it's attachment now, but spirit attachment is a real phenomenon, and it does mess up a lot of lives. So we better learn what we can about it and learn how to better protect ourselves and also spot it in those we love and help them to get better too. Now, since we are spirit beings, we are not material beings. It only stands to reason that a lot of what goes wrong in our lives will have some spiritual component. And I think that it's important at this point that we all talk about it frankly and that we all work to get the help we need. I, I've, Again, I would say it and say it every day. If you get up feeling pretty good about your life and if feeling pretty good and healthy inside, consider yourself blessed. Many people don't ever have that option. If you've resonated with any of what Peter said today, don't panic. Just he offers a free consultation and he'll tell you, frankly, if what what you're talking about is not a problem or if he thinks it may be. Um, he's very approachable. He'll help you in whatever way he can. And um, I frankly, I, I'm happy to call him my friend. And come to think of it, a lot of other people are, too. Occasionally, as you know, I invite communications, and occasionally I'll get an email from someone who says, hey, I live in Timbuktu somewhere, somewhere else in the world, and you told me to contact Peter, and he has done this for me and that for me, and it always makes me smile. Peter, I'm so grateful to you for making our Seek Reality team here look good. Everyone seems to think you do a wonderful job. Thank you. Meanwhile, as you know, everyone, my own nonfiction books are liberating Jesus, my Thomas, the fun of dying, the fun of staying in touch, the fun of growing forever, the fun of living together. And within the next year or so, finally, the fun of loving Jesus, embracing the Christianity that Jesus taught. Thomas has been holding it back for the past, what, more than two years. He says it'll be out within the year. For young children, there's also the fun of meeting Jesus, and you can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon, and the adult books are also available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about any of my books, if you want to talk about Peter, if you want to talk about anything at all, just remember you can always go to the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I answer every email. Often it'll be three or four days at this point because I get so many, but I'm always glad to hear from you. Just make sure you give me your correct email address and you will get a response. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, which is my home network, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, the iHeartRadio, the Dream Vision 7 radio network, and many other radio stations and podcast uh, outlets. In fact, I think we're available at this point wherever you can get podcasts. And more and more people tell me that they just listen each week through the Seek Reality app that's available for free. So uh, in one way or another, you can you can easily find me. And I'm so happy to be a part of your life. Thank you so much for listening. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our glorious one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. 
You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.